This is the Anderson Business Advisors Podcast, the show for real estate investors, stock traders, and business owners. We help you keep more of what you earn and protect what you've built. Let's get started. Hey guys, Toby Mathis here, and you're listening to the Anderson Business Advisors Podcast. And this is just another conversation that I'm having with one of our attorneys, Lauren Robbins, who, who uh, focuses in the area of business planning and all that. So first off, welcome, Lauren. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Toby. And you get the joyous task of talking about tax evasion and the 89,000 new agents that are set there all armed and ready to take us yeah. the task, but but only if you make over 400,000. Yeah, uh, that's we'll, what they say. Wink, wink. Yeah, we'll get into all that. So I want to hit on a few topics, you know, kind of laying the land for people as to uh, the division of the IRS is to because there's there's different portions. There's civil and there's criminal, obviously. And where this 89,000 agent comes into play and whether somebody really has to worry. And then if you're rich, do you really need to worry? Like, are they really, you know, lining them out in the street, auditing the crap out of them? Or is this more just uh, politics? So uh, so you, you can yeah. dive into those at your leisure. Which ones do you want to hit first? Uh, well, let's talk about uh, that last point. What's actually going to happen? What's real? And what is what is just the politics? Mm -hmm. What's the fluff? Tell us. So ultimately, this is really a, it seems like a partisan issue, right? Mm -hmm. It seems like the left is coming in and Biden saying, all right, we're going to crack down on those millionaires that aren't paying their fair share of taxes. That's what uh, the media is telling you. That's what everyone's freaking out about. Uh, but is that really what's going to happen? Mm, I don't think so. Just with the force, the workforce that the IRS has currently I don't see that happening. And they're just that their audit rates for the very rich, they might go up a little bit just compared to the almost zero that it is now. Yeah, it'll increase a little bit. But all in all, it's it's a lot of hot air. <laughs> it doesn't really seem like the IRS has has the force, the workforce to be backing up a claim like this. Let's hit on this. What What's happened to the IRS workforce in the last 10 years? Oh, people have been, well, one, they've been dropping like flies left and right. Um, and two, just the IRS has been defunded and understaffed since 2010. So yes. they aren't getting enough funding. So the people that they have uh, that are doing the audits don't have the right training or just really they're overwhelmed uh, with work. They don't have enough enough accountants and lawyers to be doing what they're supposed to be doing right now. So realistically, this shouldn't be a partisan issue. We should all be saying, oh, yeah, hey, this agency that we have that's tasked with enforcing our laws and making sure people comply fairly with the law so you don't have one person paying nothing because they've decided to thumb their nose to it and somebody else who's paying, having money taken out of their paycheck. Everybody's treated fairly. We should all agree yeah. that it would be good if that agency was efficient and was able mm -hmm. to handle the work for it, workload that it has. But it did. It got, it got demonized. I saw people talking about armed agents and there's 89,000, an army of agents yeah. that suck on the conservatives. And mm -hmm. I don't think that's the truth. I think the, the actual no. budget numbers show that a lot of that money is going to customer service, which is picking up. It's getting better with yeah. the IRS. They're actually answering their phones now. It used to be like mm -hmm. one out of 18 calls got answered. It was just a, it was a trend. <laughs> yeah. Addition. But what are you seeing? Because you, you, you deal with this on a day-to-day -day basis. What are you seeing? So, I mean, I'm seeing that overall this idea, this announcement is creating a lot of fear in people. But, I mean, we need to take a look at what this 
what this really means. I mean, yeah, they're going to hire 80 something thousand, but that's over the next decade, at least. Mm -hmm. It's it's not at once. They're no. not hiring 89,000 this year. That's not the. No, and that's that, not possible. <laughs> and, and they gave us kind of a schedule, right? Is that what you're using? Mm -hmm. it, it, it's over a decade. Yeah. Yeah. So according to uh, the IRS website, when they were going into a bit more detail on these announcements and what this rollout really means, uh, then, yeah, they were saying this is over the next 10 years that we're looking to hire this many people. Mm -hmm. So if you want to do a little bit of math there, that's what, 8,000, 8 to 9,000 a year-ish, maybe? It's, it's, it's almost enough to, to replace the people that are leaving because I, I don't know what the number exactly. is. I should Google that no. and look it up. Yeah. So, and a lot of what they're wanting to do is take a lot of the funding to improve taxpayer services. So, um, improving the online features that are available, the response times, actually picking up the phones, um, and also working on creating more taxpayer assistance centers that are in uh, lower income areas so that they can help people file their taxes, which uh, for uh, people that don't have a ton of education or experience with filing their taxes, that could be, that could be a helpful, helpful thing. Yeah. I'm looking at some of these, like you, it's been dropping for a number of years. You're going from uh, over 85,000 agents. We dropped down below 75. Like they just over a period of, uh, it looks like uh, eight years. Yeah. So, you're losing people pretty quick. It's not, it's not, I guess this would replenish some of that and maybe give them some more, but I don't think it's, yeah. uh, it's certainly not, Hey, here we go. You're, you're it's all going to come <laughs> on board. Yeah. They don't have an army of armed CPAs and attorneys raring to go uh, that are going to come knocking on your door. That's not what's going to happen. They're claiming that uh, they're going to be focusing more than they have been on people uh, that are wealthy, that have either not been paying at all, so not filing at all, um, or people that are... Should. They absolutely should. They actually yeah. should be coming after folks that aren't filing. I, I know that they're, they're, there's a couple of things. They're cracking down on people that are playing the uh, Puerto Rican game. And I, you know, yes. there's people that legitimately moved to Puerto Rico and and meet act 60 i think is what it is where they're mm -hmm. establishing a puerto rican qualified entity and then they get tax benefits as a result if they're doing business with foot with particular yeah and if they meet if they meet all the requirements and they're there in puerto rico and they're actually if they're so if you're actually doing business in puerto rico you're fine mm -hmm. no issues um if you're doing it fraudulently or you're claiming uh to be in puerto rico or doing business there and you're not that's when you have something to worry about. Yeah, well, they, there's a bunch of folks that they've already nabbed. I think they audited 100 of them. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, then some of them get criminal referrals. So we'll talk about that in a second. I'm looking here. So the Federal News Network said that mm -hmm. 52,000 IRS employees are expected to retire within the next six years. So if we can just do simple math. Oh, yeah, people, that's... Yeah, you have maybe 80,000 employees in the whole place. Like you're losing... Mm -hmm. People. And it was, I believe, and I'm just going off the top of my head, I believe that that we were up uh, over 115,000 employees at one time. Yeah. Uh, yes, you can be more efficient, but a lot of the investment needs to be made in their computers. I think they're still using COBOL from like the 80s yes. as their system. It's like it's this horrible. Yeah, <laughs> Let's get them some new computers, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. 
Stone, absolutely. Well, yeah. And if we're looking at the number of people that are going to be retiring is in 52, 50 something thousand, and they're planning on hiring 80 something thousand over the next decade, they're barely replacing the staff that's retiring. So, yeah. Yeah. Definitely the audit. Yeah. Like we saw when the, when the staff rate drops, the audit rate drops. Yeah. Because there's uh, not enough people. To yeah, do the audit. Not enough people. And what happens is the audits are done kind of, kind of half, half cocked. And when we actually do all of us as Americans, like I'm not a big fan of a big brother or beating on people unfairly, but there are folks out there that take unreasonable positions and just flat out lie or just don't file taxes. Yeah. And those people should be held to account. But then there's the other side. Let's let's talk about the other side. What is the difference between civil enforcement and criminal enforcement? I mean, civil enforcement is really just you'll be paying a fine, ultimately. Yeah. Uh, if you're convicted of criminal tax evasion, then you're looking at some potential prison time and a fine. But again, unless you're doing some serious Al Capone stuff. It's not something that everyone needs to be worried about. The way I always think about it is uh, Justice Rehnquist once said that you can, there's nothing wrong with a strategy to avoid taxes. Yeah. Uh, which is, yeah, so there's the tax code, probably 10% of it is here's the, here's the taxes you have to pay. And then the ni- rest of it is 90% is how do you avoid it? Mm-hmm. Here's circumstances in which you can avoid it. It's like, hey, you have to pay tax on all your money, but here's a standard deduction and here's things that you can write off under certain circumstances. You get yep. state and local tax ex- you know, deduction. You have some medical deduction. Here's HSAs, IRAs, 401ks. Mm-hmm. Here's a whole bunch of things that you can use to reduce it or charitable donations. There's other yep. things built into the code. Okay. So avoidance is okay. Evasion yep. is when you know you owe a tax and then you just flat out lie, yeah. like write a deduction that didn't occur. Mm-hmm. Right, and yep. where you where you see people get in trouble is when they don't think their tax is fair, and they take matters in their own hands. And instead of looking at the code for incentives or taking legitimate expenses, they think it's unfair that they're paying tax, and then they concoct things. They do like the Enron, where they start creating yeah. fictitious businesses that don't exist and start writing things off, or they just flat out say, "You know what? I'm not going to file it. You know, you can you can come get me at some point." Yeah. And those folks may get the criminal referral. A lot of folks don't realize that once once civil sees mm-hmm. evidence of a crime, they're going to refer it over to CID and CID is going to take it from there. Now, CID, those guys do have guns, right? That's yes. criminal enforcement. Because like, you said Al Capone. These are the guys yeah. dealing with bad, yes. bad mm-hmm. right? If If you end up dealing with them, don't move. Right? Yeah. Get your lawyer. Don't Just, resist. Get a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't try to talk your way out of it. Going on in the in in that world. So, what what is the IRS communicating to folks? What are you hearing? What are the stress points that you're hearing from clients, especially? So, I mean, the stress point that I'm hearing from clients is, oh, I'm afraid to try and do the 280A method. Trying to do that because I'm afraid that they'll say that that wasn't real and I'll get a penalty. Okay, mm-hmm. all right, valid. That's a valid concern. But one, are they even going to be looking at someone like you? Let's look overall at what your income and deductions, what all of that looks like. And also just have the documentation to show that you did have you did have a meeting at your home for your business that you and maybe your spouse are involved in. Just have your meeting minutes, have invoices. 
just if everything's running as it's supposed to, if it's running like a real business, you have nothing to worry about. Because even if there was an audit, you have you have all of your your evidence to show. And so what you have is a level of comfort with the aggressiveness that they're going to display. So like if they have a business, they don't understand, hey, I can reimburse myself for certain things. For example, a lot of people will just say, I don't feel comfortable reimbursing my phone even though I'm using it for my business because I only use it partially for my business mm-hmm. and they can't get over the mental leap that, yeah, there's a distinction when you have an accountable plan or something that you can write these things off. 288 is just called the August exclusion, but it's, yeah. if I could, if I could, if I could pay somebody else to do something, chances are I can pay myself for it. So yeah. long as it's arm's length and it's of equal or greater value, just getting over that little mental hurdle, but just like, but I'm negotiating with myself. I know that's why you use fair market value. Yeah. And you go out there and get quotes from somebody else. Yes, you could, you're allowed to do this. And the IRS has already established that you can. In fact, IRS doesn't even write the laws. They just enforce it. Yeah. And there's already law on this. So it's not even up for debate. But somebody will say, it just seems like I'm getting too good of a deal. I don't get it. I'm like, all right. Yeah. That, and we're, so, we're wary of things that seem too good to be true. But I mean, if you're just looking at what the tax code allows for, and it allows you to do that, do it. Yeah. 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 I, just, I just had a client this morning. It was a, a defined benefit plan where they were able to put the range from the actuary was, uh, was between 300 to $400,000. And they were looking to shelter 200 grand. They were like, yeah. they couldn't believe that that actually existed. And you were saying, no, this is actually... You're going to pay tax on it. See, here's the thing is a lot of these yeah. incentives are there. Somebody is getting a benefit and the IRS always, you know, or the Congress when they write these laws is kind of of the idea that, hey, if we don't take too much from people, there'll be more to take later. Yeah. Right. So in the case of retirement plans, a lot of times the government collects even more taxes because you're deferring it. And now they're going to tax the growth and the deferral at some point in the future at your ordinary rate. Yeah. They're just willing to say, hey, you know what, just keep it for now. That's yeah. what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, there's some funky little things out there that people don't realize are incentives. And just because you weren't amer- aware of it doesn't make it illegal. It just yeah. means you weren't aware of it. And there's a lot of incentives that are rolling around out there that will benefit you. What else are you seeing and hearing from people? Because every time there's an article written or people are like, hey, the IRS is going to go after people making $400,000 and above. And all of a sudden you're like, I make $400,000 and above. Do yeah. you feel, are they, are they expressing anxiety? Do they feel like there's a bullseye on their back? Yeah, a lot. I mean, a lot of clients have been expressing that, that they're worried that they're going to see an increase in audits or they'll get audited multiple uh, years in a row or something really crazy like that. And it's, you know, just looking at the logistics and at the numbers, the IRS doesn't have the manpower to even do that. And they're not going to. I mean, they're going to... Really, the audit rates are still going to be proportional, but it's just going to be a slight increase. You just said something really important, Lauren, when you said proportional, because this is the game they keep playing is that with 89,000 agents and your audit rates proportionally is not going to go up. They always seek, they always sneak in that proportionally. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so let's just look at the numbers. Uh, Syracuse University does a study every year, and I think yeah. it was 13.2 out of 1,000 returns get audited for poor folks mm-hmm. and 2.2 out of a thousand get audited for wealthy folks. And they're saying yeah. the proportionality is not going to change. It doesn't change the fact that the poor get audited way more than the rich. 
mm-hmm. probably because they can't defend themselves or they don't, yep. they can't they hire, can't a hire Yeah, they can't hire attorneys to defend them in an audit. So they just pay up. So proportionately, that's not changing. So whenever yep. they say things like, oh, we're going after the rich so that they pay their fair share, what they're saying is we're going to actually fund this division. But let's be real. The people they audit, the highest audit rates are still the poor. And the earning oh, yeah. takes Far and the away. Yeah, yeah, it's not even close. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then, you're looking at the wealthy. They generally they have multiple arguments, and even if they they take an unreasonable position, they're gonna you're gonna fight it and negotiate it. It's yep, you get that, get whatever that amount owed, get it mm-hmm. negotiated way down. Yeah, or nobody really wants to go to tax court unless it's a novel case and we don't know the answer. Then sometimes you go to tax court, but otherwise the judge doesn't. Want, it's a tax court, not an actual place. It no. moves around. So when it comes to your town, you better have a legitimate beef or they're going to be ticked yeah. off at both the government and the taxpayer saying, mm-hmm. what are you guys doing here? But if mm-hmm. it's illegitimate, hey, we don't know what the answer is. We need we need the judge to give us some direction. Then it's yeah. never a bad thing. Sometimes you have to do that. All right. So I feel like what I, if I'm reading tea leaves with you, that there's some fear mongering out there. There's a lot. There's a lot. And, and it doesn't have a basis in reality. No. No, it doesn't. Yeah. And if you're delinquent on your taxes, just get them filed and you'll be fine. Uh, or if you're evading taxes, yeah, maybe be a little bit worried. But again, you're, you're a crook if you're evading it. That's yeah. Yeah. If you're. <laughs> I hope they catch you. Yeah. If Sorry. you're, if you're, if for, you're for involved my, in a crime. I'm a taxpayer that pays his taxes, even though I, I have plenty of strategies, I still pay a lot of taxes. Yeah, uh, you're screwing the rest of us. So please stop that. Like, yeah. if you're an evader, uh, you know, just just pay your t- dang taxes yeah. or just yeah. file your taxes. Better yet, even yeah. if you can't pay them, there's a payment plan. Uh, there's arrangements. They can't squeeze. They can't squeeze you that hard. But if if you don't file and you don't pay, the penalties. They don't like are, that. Yeah, they no, don't love that. They'll they'll hit so. you with the stick. But if you file <laughs> your taxes, mm-hmm. even if you owe them. And say, hey, I owe this, but I can't pay this. Like you can even bankrupt away taxes. Like people don't realize the IRS isn't in the position. There's no debtor's jail. There's none of these things. Mm -hmm. Just don't lie to them and follow the rules. And then if you do do with the IRS, don't ever talk to them. Just get an attorney or an accountant to represent you. I know it's easier said than done, but trust me, Mm -hmm. you never want to be sitting there getting free discovery, which is when they can ask you all those questions. Just yeah, never never snitch on yourself. (laughs) <laughs> don't stitch on yourself. Yeah. I think that is a quote. Lauren Robbins, don't yeah. stitch on yourself. Yeah. yeah. If you're ever talking to someone in government authority, I do not recall. I need my attorney every time. It's easy. And, you know, all you're doing is because the accountant can say, I don't know. I'll look and find that out. Yeah. And then review the law and everything else. When they ask you, what was this for? And you're, st- uh, Oh, hmm. you don't have a receipt, do you? Or you start trying to talk your way around out of it. Yeah, don't do it. Just yeah, don't do that. Call do lawyer. <laughs> Easy peasy. All right, Lauren, yeah. thanks for joining us. And uh, it's an interesting topic and there's a lot mm-hmm. of anxiety and fear around taxes. And hopefully this lets people feel a little bit better. So I just want to say thanks for joining us. And uh, until next time. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you again for having me. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Show notes for links to everything mentioned in this episode can be found on our website at andersonadvisors.com slash podcast. Be sure you subscribe to our podcast. And if you are already a subscriber, please provide us a review of what you thought of this episode. 